When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. You know, okay, it's actually just so funny because what I love about Shopify is no matter how huge and massive you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control. Yes, daddy. And take your business to the next level. Because we're business women. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash book club. That's shopify.com slash book club. All lowercase. Shopify.com slash book club. Celebrity book club. Who's that knocking at the door? It's all your friends, you filthy whore. Your husband's gone, and we've got books and a bottle of wine to kill. It's Hollywood. It's books. It's gossip. I'm shook. It's memoirs. It's martinis. It's Studio 54. It's Celebrity Book Club. Come read it while it's hot. Celebrity Book Club. Tell your secrets, we won't talk. Celebrity Book Club. No boys are allowed. Celebrity Book Club. Club. Buzz me in, I brought the Cuervo. Hey, <laughs> hey best, best friend. friend. Oh, what the freak is up? So lovely to welcome you into my home virtually on this beautiful Monday afternoon. Oh, another stunning, rainy Monday. Case of the Mondays. <laughs> God, I think we just have to get into it because I'm so fucking excited. I'm not, I'm bursting with not just excitement, but ideas and obsessions. No, I'm looking around at my home and thinking this all needs to go. This all, this all needs to go to auction. <laughs> okay. But it also needs to go to my triple level basement storage because climate controlled basement. <laughs> I can't I can't let things go. Uh so this week we read, we looked at, we indulged, we explored. We indulged, we lapped up like a fucking babbling brook. Um an absolutely doorstopper of a design book. The only woman person human to ever win a Oscar, Tony, Emmy, Grammy, Golden Globe, Directors Guild of America, National Medical Arts, Peabody Awards, and <laughs> France's Legion of Honor, the American Film Institute's Lifetime Achievement Award, and Wait. Kennedy Center Honors. You know her from portraying herself as Betsy Ross on the cover of George <laughs> Magazine. Um, you know her as the star of Meet the Fockers. We are talking about none other than... 
Barbara, Barbara Streisand on her massive book, My, My Passion, Passion for, for Design. Design, which is really all about her house and her incredibly ambitious renovation. Huge ambitious renovations. It's almost even crazy to say the word renovation because it's it's built it's renovation, but it's also building from the ground up. It's a buildivation. Wait, can I was the Medical Arts Award, was that for cloning her dog? <laughs> Is that why? <laughs> the Nash- oh, sorry. That was its National Medal of Arts. I, oh, <laughs> I read okay. That, that as- was a Lilyism. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> National Medical. Even though all proceeds of this book did go to like a women's cardiovascular foundation. <laughs> well, you know, she cares about exercise, as we know. The part where she said she sold her <laughs> Bowflex to like the <laughs> local fire station. <laughs> so she, do- sorry, donated it to her local fire sorry, station. Sorry, donated, of course. Donated. And then. <laughs> She also was calling it a universal gym. Yes, yes. my universal gym, which has all the machines you could possibly want in one machine. But unfortunately, my universal gym was just never used. I think we all know that relaxing and looking at the gorgeous view of the ocean is more nice than exercise. (laughs) Yeah, if there's something else going to go, yeah, it's my Bowflex. And then she like brought to just jump ahead to the gym portion. Like she then is like, okay, fine, I'll bring in my like treadmill. But then she's like, the treadmill had to go because like I had to surround my treadmill with 20 TVs, but that was ugly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, wait, sidebar. Wait, you know the scene where uh, in the federal lounge where she's like, <laughs> yeah, can which you... is also every room. <laughs> every room is this full like 1800s White House room, and she's like, "There's a TV in here. Can you guess where it is?" Oh, Hint: can It's you not guess behind it? the George Washington painting. And I actually couldn't figure out where the TV was in the federal I lounge. I also couldn't. Find, I was like, "Is Stephen finding this? Is this my eyes? <laughs> I have my glasses on." Um, well, one thing I really realized while reading this book is I need more lighting for my living room. Mm, yeah, more sconces. Uh, more chandeliers from 1802 or imitations because I would never want to take a historical chandelier out of its like museum into my home. Right. But we, you would take a lot of photos and then send them to your designer. So to provide a little context, Barbara Streisand has an absolutely massive dream home that is in Malibu, California. And it is an insane fantasy storybook, like a mishmash of different architectural historical styles. She is inspired deeply by the East Coast, um, by Nantucket, by Connecticut. Vermont, Martha's Vineyard, Newport, Rhode Island. Um, She... She loves American history, the you know early George American- Washington, the Federalist era, and and then early American design periods, you know, going up to the arts and crafts period of the late nineteenth century, and then getting into Art Nouveau. Um, but you know, really wants to celebrate American art and designers in a way that so many people forget. We forget, and we don't honor our American designers. And this is also about like a woman who has everything, right? Who ha- who directs films. Again, I yes. listed the award. I mean, it's Streisand, okay? Needing the biggest project in the world. Because she literally is reading this. I was like, you are so talented yes. and detail-oriented. Yes. And driven. <laughs> As she says, she's like, you know, this book is about details. If you don't like the details, then just look at the pictures. But we're going to be talking about the centimeters Baseboards. of the wainscoting. I loved that disclaimer. It was very just like, bitch, this is not your little design book that says 
I love pillows. Yeah. And this island. This is literally about saying, like, I want the pine to be East Coast pine, and yeah. I'm having it imported, and I want the wood next to it on my window in a barn in a basement to be tonally up a little bit. I love the part where she's talking about the pocket doors in the mill house <gasps> and how the pocket doors. Thank you for bringing up the pocket doors. <laughs> so the pocket doors. Um, the section is called The Door Has Two Faces. She directed a film. Oh, The Mirror it's Has a play, Two Faces. The Mirror Has yes, Two Faces, yes, 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 which yes, yes. I watched recently. I actually was, I just watched Yentl today in preparation for this, and I want to talk about that film because it is phenomenal and insane. Um, and it's a, it's a trans mask celebration. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, it's a trans mask celebration. <laughs> but I want to just get back to the, this brings us back to the door with two faces. <laughs> yeah, and the, the, and the reason why it has two faces is, and this is this speaks to how detail-oriented she is, is that we all know a door, a wooden door, tends to have that paneling on it, right? Those sort of rectangular paneling, mm. that inlay. <laughs> and she has the height of the individual insets come up to different heights on each side of the door because on one side there's wainscoting in the main room and she wants it to exactly match at 42 and a half inches where the main wainscoting is. And then the other side of the door, there isn't the wainscoting, so it has to be at this more natural level for the eye to be drawn to. And she goes, most people wouldn't care about these things. I care about these things because I'm detail-oriented. And so this is a huge point. I will say this book is also like the mascot for like how women became Karens. And I'm not saying Streisand is a Karen, but like this of for like, I will say like the Gen X boomer woman to be like she's definitely not gen x <laughs> well i don't know no, i'm saying gen x women cannot right this. right they, they followed in the steps of boomers <laughs> i was actually during this book i was like wait you just didn't meet the fault like i also thought this book was from the 80s and she's like so i got the production designer from meet the fuckers to do my like corner federal sitting tv gym lounge and i was like wait you just didn't meet the fuckers right, right. this book seems so because just like the color the book is is so it's like so 80s 80s and dated and like the, it, it looks like it's literally been sitting in a thrift store for 30 years and and then she's just like and then in 2012 i emailed and it's email is very spelled like e mail and you're like oh okay so you are just this is a contemporary piece of literature <laughs> yeah no, no no this was like put out like last year because also this whole book is about how like she could like finally like get back into american culture after bush right which was the original orange man um, no yeah the first bush because she's like when clinton got because she was obsessed with oh art right, deco, right 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 she was she's like- obsessed with art deco and she's like when the clinton's got elected yeah 92. i could finally be obsessed with like heavy curtains and like <laughs> 1802 gregory chairs right. and like <laughs> and no, like all it gave these, us and- all license to celebrate the rich tapestry of american furniture history because there was a man in the white house we could all get behind we could all respect and obviously she defines woman she's like was probably mad at bill but is also obviously like so horny for bill and she just defines like kennedy center honors photo with bill and hillary huge velvet dress (laughs) yeah i mean every i mean it's funny because she's so obsessed with like martha's vineyard in nantucket you know she lives in malibu and she is just so my mother and like every 
like East Coast woman who is so this is not a quote from my mom, but it's a quote from like some doctor my dad was talking about once at a fundraiser, <laughs> Wilbur Clinton was. And he said that she said he could put his boots under my bed any day of the week. Damn. It's like mm. every woman over 60 is so horny is for like Bill Clinton. Chillingly horny for Clinton. Yeah. I mean, including myself. My like I am Streisand, <laughs> like my house is full of Clinton photos, like and dolls. As menopausal and, like, woman. Th- you are. And this part was um, you know, you're going through this book and you're like, there's a lot of things that are antique in this, but they look like they're from home goods. Yeah, all of the like signs that are like chickens this way. Yeah, it's like chickens, coop, well, like antiques the, the made thing. in the USA. And she's like, I tracked down this sign for five years and I finally found it when I made my husband. So she calls Josh Barlin her husband, Jim. And they're always on like boat tours throughout New England. And she makes him like stop at ports for them to go antiquing. And then they like stop and she finds like an old sign or like an old, you know, knob and then brings it back. And like she's had the storage of things and she basically builds this barn for all of her collections. And she also does because, yeah, the whole story of the book is her creating this crazy storybook little compound. And a lot of it is, yes, there's antique. And then a lot of it is like, yeah, she's in France. She's taking a photo. Of an old staircase. She's sending the photo to one of her many designers and or architects that she's firing because they're getting exhausted by her. And she then says, quote, she has a draftsman on hand all day long to just because draw any things. idea she has needs to be drawn. It needs to be drawn because <laughs> you can't understand anything unless you can't draw it. And they're actually recreating a lot of, and she's, so she uses a lot of her like movie production people because they're so skilled at reproductions to recreate like some old staircase she saw, some old knob or balustrade that she saw inside her new home. And it kind of occurred to me, there's this almost way of kind of skirting the whole thorny issue of repatriation and colonialism you know we talk about whether or not it's ethical to go to some other country and take their precious items right take well, because their history she's, yeah she's not being her meet the fuckers character which is the classic kind of my mom funky, style funky liberal mom i'm african I'm mask covered in african mask and she's actually having the production designer for meet the fuckers recreate <laughs> an african mask that she's seen in an antique store and at the same time, though, it's also a little bit just like, okay, then you're not even giving that antique stealer the sale because you're going to be like, you know what? I can actually have the meet the fuckers guy recreate. Sorry, this. film production is actually a crazy, hectic life. No. And she also, the other reason why she like doesn't trust architects and like only trusts <laughs> um, movie production people is because she says production people like to do research. Mm. Architects. They don't want to sit there looking yeah. at, which I don't believe that like architects don't want to sit there looking at books, like trying to recreate like the 792 like Eastern. Well, no, architects, honey, it's all ego. Architects want to get in there and they just want to be like, look at this like cool modern angle I made. Awesome. Where's my check? Put my name on the cover. Movie people are used to what we call in the industry, Stephen, pre-production. <laughs> You're used to sitting and drafting right. and yes. researching yes. and dramaturgy and architects, you know, you come in. If I may just back up for a second about her, how she found this house, because it's quite psychotic. She's like, had her eye on this farmhouse 
or I guess on the on the main barn for years. And then years, she, darling. Yes. And basically she stalk she bought she surrounds the couple who owns this house <laughs> and buys all the surrounding houses until they until she fully breaks them mentally, I think, and they get a divorce. <laughs> get a divorce. <laughs> it's like you were like, this is so swim fan. You actually were like, I'll just okay. It's war. So sh- they try to like sell it to her at some point, and but for like three, for like four times the amount they paid, she counters at three times the amount. They turn it down. She goes, "I was so forlorn when I found out that it was sold to someone else, and they had already started renovating it." After hours, when the workers had left, I would climb over the fence and walk around to see what they were doing and pine, literally pine for this house that I didn't buy. <laughs> I loved that it was on a cul-de-sac. I loved the view. The couple who bought it knew how much I liked it. And three years later, offered it to me for more than four times what they had paid for it. I counted with three times what they had paid, which I thought was reasonable, but they turned me down. So I lost it again. Okay, time goes on. <laughs> Seven years later, another piece of property on the cul-de-sac became available, and I'll tell you, it was the ugliest house I've ever seen. A one-story tract house in the 1950s with rocks on the roof. But I bought it because it was near the house I loved. And then I thought, well, I'll knock this horrible house down and build the American barn I've been dreaming for so long. Meanwhile, I became friendly with the couple. They die. Another house Oh, yeah, comes they're, in. they're in their 90s. She's like, and they were in their 90s, and I kind of sh- shuttled them on their way and then took their house. <laughs> When they decided to move up north, they sold it to me. Now I had two houses, (laughs) both so run down that neither was livable. She doesn't live in these houses. She's just like, this is just fodder and like for me. It's it's just like her bullying. Like territorial expansion. (laughs) Then guess what happened? The couple in the house I love got divorced, reduced the price, and I was finally able to buy it. The only one I really wanted in the first place. This couple (laughs) is just like. Every day they're making like such a California asparagus meal. They see Barbara Streisand with her like slim <laughs> Armani sunglasses and Donna Garrett sweater, like home improvement style, looking over the fence, just eyes. You know, because she's also at this point, she's moving in like tractors and backhoes. She has like multiple <laughs> construction foremen like in her properties adjacent to their like slowly disintegrating marriage home. <laughs> and they're just like, Here's Barbara again. She's like there with a jackhammer and her morning tea. Good morning. (laughs) (laughs) Another beautiful day in Malibu. Oh, God, I love Malibu. I love the sea and the California (laughs) greenery, but only if... Wouldn't it be so much better if everything also looked like New England at the same time? It's like she really is just being like, wait, what if you can live in Malibu? But, like, have a corny Vermont barn, because that would make me come. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing is about this house is, I will say, the effect, the total effect of her doing all this insane storybook recreation and being like, I want to live in a babbling book for fairy tale. Because for those of you who don't know and aren't looking at this insane book, there is a <laughs> yeah. main house that it's, like, kind of a huge Hampton-style house with, like, big gables. Then there is an old mill house. She painstakingly recreated this mill. Oh wait, I want to talk about this. So the bar. So the, most of the book is about the recreation of the mill house, the barn. And she says up front, like she doesn't really get into her main house. She's like, whatever. I live there. The mill house and the barn and the silo. This is her project. This is her film. She she literally says she does not hang out there. It's literally just like this weird little like living museum recreation space. And, and she's like, I don't listen to my records after. 
after I make them? Why would I like hang out in my silo? Although in this book, in the photos of the screening room, it's just like her and Funny Girl like on the big screen. Yeah, she's there's so many yeah photos constantly, and she's like first. The two beams fall down electronically. Then, like, (laughs) I have electronic shades that come down again. Then my damask, like, sectional Georgian Victorian (laughs) couch pulls back three inches. Then you can watch Funny Girl. And you're like, you just said you didn't watch your movies. Right. (laughs) So the thing about the Millhouse is it's like, it's so insanely corny with this water wheel and the pond and the irregular pavers and the rose garden basically the the effect to me is a thomas kincaid painting and she keeps being like i want this to be this natural farmhouse and it's just like this is it a natural farmhouse this is an insane thomas kincaid painting in the middle of malibu no thank you it's my first so thought was Mr. i wrote Toad's down right. sturbridge village like <laughs> yeah. i was like you recreated Spent millions and millions of dollars, five years, fired people on the daily to recreate. Like, Sturbridge Village is a theme, a colonial pilgrim theme park in Western Massachusetts where you can, like, go and, like, actors play, like, blacksmiths and, like, wenches. (laughs) And you can, like, go to a press and it's, like, people in big bonnets and dresses like walking <laughs> around being dusty and it's like it it also like looks like the yankee candle store it looks like any kind of faux it's very yankee candle i mean obviously then the details that are on the interior inside the are interior not details like are incredible village. and it's not storage village and there's really so much care there um but the outside like walking through like yes it's lush but there's just something actually she there's at one point where one of her builders creates this stairwell like in the, just a couple of steps like in the backyard somewhere and it's kind of this like square modern staircase and she's like get rid of that it's awful it needs to be natural um and then he makes this more like irregular steps like going up a little hill that's way more like hobbit and it's just like it just looks very disney like it doesn't actually look well, like an old being... English, like moss covered house. It doesn't look like Frogmore. Like it looks like Disney. <laughs> she, by the way, this book that is like a coffee table book esque, like is full of like blurry photos of construction workers, just as a sidebar. And I'm like, is that our, and she really in the acknowledgements, like thanks, like her photo editor. So it will be like a clear photo of this babbling brook. And then it's like really blurry photo of like stonemason. So she has, she wants to make a stream. She goes, and I wanted the fairy tale sound of a babbling brook. So the water had to tumble over the rocks and a series of waterfalls, but how high should they be? And what about getting across the stream? I thought it'd be nice to put flat top stones in a rough line. So you could just step to the other side. Then we planted some grasses, burgundy daylilies, white iris, white helitrine, that smell like vanilla like she wants like this full kind of foamy. no i mean smell like vanilla so now it's this like sweet ass like candle yeah again it's literally a yankee candle where she's hearing this like tiny sharper image sound effect of a babbling brook play she's obsessed with height and like dimensions when you're talking about the wit so yeah. the, the the mirror has two faces or whatever the the mirror has two walls when she taught, when she, in one of these rooms, when she creates these like pocket windows, the contractor, the construction workers, they make a single window seat. And she goes, and this is, you know, a current theme in this of just her basically being like, I'm the director, her being like, they did that because they thought I would like that. 
But I didn't. <laughs> yeah, well, because he like changes the trim at that one area so that the like the whatever the other trim like doesn't go over it. And she's like, I know that they were someone was trying to impress me. One of the many minions was trying to impress me, but haha, I was not impressed because it actually didn't recreate the photo I had taken of my friend's barn in southern Vermont like seven years ago. I will say, you know, with regards to inspiration and the millhouse, what I do like is um the inspiration for the millhouse with the water wheel came from a rug that she had purchased mm. at either auction or a, uh, an antique store. And it was like a woven little tapestry and w- woven uh, this image of a little old mill with a wheel. And I think there's something really um, important about creating art that's inspired by other art. It reminded me of myself. Mm. Um, I, you might know that I have a tattoo of a cat and it's sort of a gestural drawing of a cat. Done by a famous tattoo artist and comic book graphic artist. Aiden Koch. Yeah. And that drawing of a cat was actually taken from a set of bed sheets that a friend of mine, Julia, had gotten at an estate sale in upstate New York. And so I took a photo of this fabric with this pattern of cats on it, showed it to the tattoo artist, and then she recreated this sort of gestural drawing of this cat on my arm. And I I just love the story there and the narrative. And so the idea that she is now living in this house that all sprung from a single rug, I think is is really quite romantic. Well, and also she's very inspired by this other house that I did. Like at first I was like, so this house again, is just like heavy wood, dark burgundy chairs, like dark wood, dark wood. But then this house, the green and green house mm. that like, she's really inspired by. Oh, that set of architect, the green and green. Right. Right. Yeah. She's just and like, she's like, a lot of people these... think green and green didn't use nails, but that's a myth. <laughs> And she's like, they're very underappreciated and they didn't get recognized by like the National American like Architect Association. I found their woodwork extremely inspiring and kind of the stained glass work. Mm, yeah, well, so then and, she gets really into Tiffany lamps. Well, so uh, let's talk about the Tiffany lamps because as someone who watches Antiques Roadshow a lot, I have learned that a Tiffany lamp, it's never going down in price, darling. Okay. Mm. And it only goes up and people bring in Tiffany lamps and like people are always like, because it has the green jade, because it has the etching of Lewis Tiffany on the front and because you actually didn't change the bulb, it's worth $75,000. Now, Barbara becomes, so before her whole American thing, she's obsessed with art deck she builds an art deck house that she abandons she's also kind of i feel like when she gets her money she gets very new rich and like is obsessed with louis the 14th style suddenly i wanted louis 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 as much as i could find i went to versailles and stood in marie antoinette's bedroom and was completely seduced by all that delicate embroidery <laughs> <laughs> i came so she- home and decided to do a french living room in beige dusty rose and celadon green based on an anbusen rug i found a copy i couldn't afford the real thing Wait, okay, and then this is the part where she goes, I had a burgundy velvet couch made and covered two side chairs in that same herringbone wool tweed. That was a little unusual at the time, putting a menswear fabric on a chair. (laughs) That I died. 
And whenever she mentions mentions clothes in this book, she's always like, here's the thing. I don't do clothes anymore, okay? Right. I used to be obsessed with fashion, but now my friend Donna Karen sends me a gorgeous black sweater, a gorgeous pant. She goes, and- she sends me what she has and I buy what I need. And, <laughs> and you're like, okay, so you're still like shopping. You're still shopping and you're like getting the entire DKNY collection. DKNY. I think she's just been like, look, okay, my waistline isn't what it used to be. DK gets it. She's giving me like flared, stretchy, gorgeous yeah, I mean, pants. They're they're two East Coast women with huge racks. They want huge a big racks. sweater. Celebrity book club. This episode is sponsored by Zocdoc. You're trying to find a cause for your symptoms. Achy back, headache, runny nose, itchy eye, wart on my genitals. So let me guess, you stumble down a TikTok rabbit hole full of questionable advice from so-called experts. Suddenly I have cancer? Uh, no thank you. (laughs) There are better ways to get the answers you want and the care you deserve from trusted professionals and not random people on the internet. Though randoms, I love you, and my TikTok addiction, yeah, it stands. But I'm sorry, Lily, you shouldn't be getting medical advice from some girl in her grandmother's basement in Toronto. ZocDoc helps you find expert doctors and medical professionals that specialize in the care you need and deliver the type of experience you want. That's right. Ditch the talk, get the doc. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. No more Dr. Roulette or scouring the internet for questionable reviews. With ZocDoc, you have a trusted guide to connect you to your favorite doctor you haven't met yet. Mm, I love a trusted guide, like the time I climbed to Machu Picchu on the Inca Trail with a team of Sherpas. Millions of people use ZocDoc's free app to find and book a doctor in their neighborhood who is patient-reviewed and fits their needs and schedule just right. So find your Sherpa at ZocDoc.com. Go to ZocDoc.com slash book club and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Slay. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash book club. ZocDoc.com slash book club. Ditch the talk. First of all, this picture where she has a dress that's made to match her uh, sofa. Oh, that's so. Well, this, this is quite camouflage. So, Stephen is showing me a photo. This is like her funny girl era. This is when I think she's saying she really was like so into clothes, like so many custom pieces. So, so materialistic. Dresses. And now she's just into little tops. I will say, I read um, Friend of the Pod, Alex had a collection of vintage Playboys at her house. And I was reading Playboy, seriously. Down boy. They have articles, okay? I literally was reading an article, I swear. It was this interview with Streisand, and she was from the 70s, and she was saying the same exact thing, that people think she's difficult. But if a man acted like her, you know. Oh, yeah, she's like, I'm sorry, but calling a woman difficult is misogynistic, okay? (laughs) A man is pushy. A woman's a bitch. (laughs) A man's a perfectionist. (laughs) 
And it's like, she, this is what I'm saying about like the invention of the Karen, because it's like, she takes that, but then like to the nth degree where she's like beheading stone masons. No, I know. I'm sorry. When she sends Renata with her favorite blue sweater to Pacific Design Center to finally find a damask that will work for the screening room. After 600 different fabrics are rejected. And she's so devil's wears Prada. Like, she'll literally just be like, <laughs> people say they can't do stuff, but that's actually just not true. Anything can happen. Yeah. <laughs> you just have to look long enough. And you're like, okay, why are you being so 90s, like, scary bosses right now? Yeah, she's like, I'm sorry. Why don't you fit a circular stairwell to my silo, to my <laughs> recreated grain silo, and make make it out of tempered steel, and make yeah. it tomorrow. <laughs> the photo of the water wheel that's like on the highway. Uh, yeah. She's like, we needed to get lots of permitting clearances for this water wheel to like to drive up here. At some point, there's only four inches of clearance on an overpass. And then there's always this point where I guess it's like I'm not renovating, so I don't know. Where like she's <laughs> running out of time because she only has like a permit to install a silo for so long but then like is upset at the height of the silo being installed so they're like running against the clock to get like a waterfall (laughs) installed um no i mean that's difficult and you know permitting is such a headache and Mm. don't get me started when you You better be in bed with the santa monica town hall (laughs) before you start (laughs) well and some people are just ask my mother um, wait, can I read this <laughs> section about auctions? Because this killed me. I don't like feeling a sense of loss. Dot, dot, dot. Even something I've lost at an auction can haunt me. <laughs> this is so me. Years ago, this actually is it's so you, and then you're trying to recreate some hat you didn't get on eBay, and it's like, let it go. <laughs> Years ago, a rare pin by the Viennese architect Joseph Hoffman was coming up for sale. <laughs> and I left a bid because I couldn't attend. I lost it to the next bidder. This is why I don't like to leave bids. You have to at least be on the phone. I was so upset. And then, of course, I wanted it even more. My dear Renata Booser, same Renata who she sent with her own sweater to get a damask. Renata's also her chef. I was like, wait, what is Renata's job? (laughs) No, obviously, like, Renata is so, like, has such long-term post-traumatic stress. (laughs) And it's so Stockholm Syndrome and, like, Renata can't live without Barbara. And it's like, she's the Kimmy to... Babs's Anna and Nicole. Nicole. My dear Renata Booster, who's been my personal assistant for more than 35 years, tried to have the pin copied for me, but it wasn't the real thing. It's like, that's Renata trying to show initiative and just being like, Yeah. Being I'll like, make this happen. Ba- like, oh, well, ma- whatever. What I you made need. you a copy of the pin, and Barbara's like, Oh dear, that's so sweet that you did that. Unfortunately, it's not the original pin. And I. <laughs> And, and like if that means me nothing happy. to me, and you know, it took like Renata probably like two years to get this pin copied, and like it broke like many relationships. So then she goes, "I wouldn't give up until I had traced that pin halfway around the globe to a dealer in Germany. I ended up paying him four times what it went for at auction, and then never wore it because it wasn't about the pin." <laughs> It's it's literally not about the pin. It's so... Wait, and then she goes, sometimes I think it's all connected to the loss of a parent. Because you do anything to get that mother or father back. But you can't. Yet with objects, there's a possibility. And now we come to the story of Lily. 
No, I mean grieving the loss of your father, and you will never stop collecting bric-a-brac and dolls and weird light-up Miller light signs, signs and and funky ashtrays. You know, ever since also we did the Ruth book, and she's always posting vintage menus. Now that's a whole rabbit hole. I know I could go down and start buying off eBay, but I'm just not going to do it. Until I have my storage barn with 1930s Art Deco architecture filing drawers, like, I don't need another collection. I mean, it would be interesting, you know, if (laughs) Maya, like, for Christmas or whatever, is like, I got you this framed set of old menus, and it's, like, this beautiful big thing, and then you're being so bad, so you're being like, oh, it's so nice, but, like, they're actually not the menus, like, from the Carlisle (laughs) that I wanted, and so, like, this is really sweet of you. So they actually changed the menus of Shang Show in 1998, (laughs) and I was looking for that early 90s Chinese American opulence. (laughs) Do you remember the part where she says, um, She's talking about the desk chair, mm. and she she finds this. She wants this like antique desk desk chair, and she that again is just like such a just like old man leather desk chair. The first chair she gets is she loves it, but then it turns out it's too high for sight lines from the first floor. If you like look up in the main atrium through the window into the office loft, you see the chair like going above the windowsill and she's like, it's ghastly. Like we can't have that. And a then lot she- <laughs> of, right. Cause a lot of this book is about the sight line from yeah. in the barn to up. And that's why she gets actually gets rid of that whole gym is because you like, you don't want to see the bow. You can't be like basically in the, if you want your house to look like the White House, you don't want to look up and see, like, a Nordic track. <laughs> right. It's awkward. <laughs> um, and so then she gets a shorter chair that turns out to be too short. And then finally, she's, like, in a friend's house, and she they have this lovely vintage chair, and she's, like... I'm sure she's being so manipulative and extreme and just being like, I've been searching for decades for a chair and this would be the perfect chair, but alas, it's yours and it's not mine. And if only it were in my office loft. And then the friend like graciously agrees to sell it to her. Right. You know, it was so intense and like, well, like, it's very Barbara Streisand me is Streisand is going to kill me if I don't give her my desk chair. She is so Ellen DeGeneres in this yes. way where they go to a friend's it's house. It's a sister like, book to Ellen's <laughs> design really book, really. Where you walk into your friend's house, you're like, this home is lovely. And look at that. I have my checkbook with me. How much do you want? And they're like, it's not for sale. And she's like, no, but it is. And thank you also <laughs> for saying checkbook because she's very... Josh, can you grab my pocketbook? I need my checkbook. <laughs> she is so checkbook and pocketbook. <laughs> the most genius part of her home before the mall, which we'll get to, is her screening rooms. Like, a lot of rooms in this house, like, I truly don't want to sit in. But, like, I would fuck with her, like, colonial screening rooms. The and deep, yeah, I mean, the couches do look deep, I will say, because a lot of older sofas don't feel that deep. And I think, you know, we've talked about this a lot in the podcast, about how you, you know, to have a truly classy living room, you don't want a TV. Right. You know, and she, like, does these genius ways of, like, hiding TVs, and they are, like, also random, because, like, like she still does want a TV in her bathroom, like Kardashian style. But instead of just being flat screen in the bathroom, she's so fucking crazy. And she's just like, here is a 
tiny side maid's hutch that a small flat screen arises out of in the bathroom. And you're like, that's so insane. And she has that huge dark chest at the foot of her high bed that where a TV is hidden and you like remove a vase and then the TV like slowly emerges from this hutch. And you're just because kinda... she definitely does watch TV a lot. Because a lot of this book, she reminds you how much time she spends in bed. Yeah, like she loves to she, work in bed in the mornings. She reads in bed. She tra- she's like a big stock stockist, a big stock trader. She oh, loves to wait. trade stocks in bed. <laughs> that part is so insane in the beginning. Oh, when the morning light comes in and you can just trade stocks oh, wait. for hours. <laughs> Louis the first time in the book. <laughs> I get a lot done in bed. Writing, reading, trading, eating. I trade stocks. It's a way of gambling without having to get dressed. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we have to talk about her underground mall. Um, So this is like, she's kind of famous for this, but she has a full... To me, all I can think of was Jordan's Furniture. Like, it is fully... It's Jordan's Furniture, and it's um, it's this It's Marche, that insane... Yes, restaurant. it's like any international food court <laughs> where that's you're like, like that's made walking to... from it's France, Vegas. It's, Vegas. it's literally it's the Paris Hotel in Vegas. It's like yeah. the it's just like fake stone walkways and little archways and actual little stores with like little bay windows and signs above the stores being like the old sweets shop and there's a candy store and there's an antique store. <laughs> And there's, like, a doll store, and, like, she has two gays who, like, she collects dolls with, and, like, she's, like, <laughs> I wasn't they, into dolls. And they dolls, live down and there, like, and they haven't seen sunlight in two No, days. I'm, like, where are the gays? Show us the gays. Because she'll be, like, this is Eduardo, my favorite stonemason. <laughs> he took off a third of an inch. He's a genius. And then it's, like, Michael and David are amazing. They'll come <laughs> over, and we will just dress up this doll from 1901 and it's not just about the clothes it's about their little chairs and then she'll be like it's also confusing what's going on with her children she'll like show the scariest like bedroom the entire world and she's like this is my son's room who's like a 45 year old gay man no i I know that was so weird with like molly like here are molly's like broken dolls from the 1810s (laughs) and like and her in this entirely mint colored like doily room with 18 bed skirts and you're just like um is molly alive is molly a ghost yeah i looked up her son he is gay and i guess like did one duet with her but he kind of shies away from her son's actually gay he's actually gay barbara streisand actually had a gay son that is too insane it's really too on the nose that is kind of like honestly that is so just cursed to be Barbara Streisand. He sounds like he is cursed a bit. Like, and the only headline was like he won't watch Friends because his dad is in it. Oh, because he's Elliot. The Gould's dad son. is Elliot Gould's. Yeah, Monica's dad. But then it's just like he did like one duet with Barbara. It's really uh. crazy. The other thing about her mall is it is also my favorite museum ever. Um, House on the Rock in Wisconsin. Shout out, which is like that museum is. Uh, you know, made by a completely eccentric, now dead millionaire who made like a city of like a recreation of an 1800s dentist office, like recreation of a pharmacy, 
But his, I will say, were better. Were like, again, hers are pretty, besides the doll rooms, like her like vegetable room. It's like, it, again, it's pretty home goods. And maybe like who did it first? Barbara did and then home goods did. But like, again, it's still just being like pharmacy faux like white paint it's it's giving vegas i (laughs) i just opened up to this photo of bedrooms (laughs) with the dolls lily the dolls it's so megan it's so scary it's so megan and scary like the end of the book just gets so megan where because before it's like pages of babbling brooks and like her sketches which is really cool and she's like i made this drafting table so i could like pour over these books and then it's just like terrifying three pages of like scary doll after scary doll and she's like i like my room shade of vanilla ice cream and then it's two like plastered fat babies just like beady eyes staring at you And also, she's obsessed with everything being just, like, a reproduction, like, of something else that she found, but, like, that she's still having remade, but it's still... My son Jason did this little drawing when he was still in his teens, then had it reproduced by a jeweler for me as a surprise, but I still prefer the original. Jason Jason has great taste and is a great joy. It's so gay son to be like, he's a My great My son has joy. great taste. Great taste. <laughs> <laughs> Your mom to like her favorite gay waiter is like, yeah. oh, my son Stephen lives in Queens, if you can believe it. It's cool now. Uh, <laughs> he has pretty good taste. I'll admit it. Okay. I'll admit it. Um, then she has this one of the houses that she bought in her stocking scenario she like finally redoes in this like crazy raggedy Ann quilt vibe. And it's just this house of couches covered in quilts. And it's quote, where she takes all of her Hollywood meetings so people aren't intimidated by her. Oh, with the that I actually okay, I kind of like that because that was yeah, being kind of it more felt like, kind of like shabby chic. Cape it was Cup. shabby chic. It was yeah, it was Western Mass. Well, you know, she talks about the arts and crafts movement and how she was I really about the arts and crafts movement, really into the arts and crafts movement. And I do feel like a lot of those very quintessential American quilts that are overlaid over all the couches. It does remind me of kind of Rust Belt communities, Western Mass, even upstate New York, like. That kind of, that real comfy interior, old, old spaces. And the kind of. She's like, Tony Bennett was so freaked out by me when I said, this is where I record. (laughs) And she's like, but this is also what's so mom about her. She's like, we got a fiber optic cable installed so I can be recording in my quilt room and someone (laughs) in London can be hearing it using the same speakers. Can you believe fiber optic technology? Fiber optics. It's the future. Now, here are two paintings, um, if you want to turn to 266, and I know we have to get to segments, but they're, this is where she gets a little funky. They're kind of like, um, they're these like modernist kind of Picasso-like New England paintings. They are of Lincoln and another one of, of Martha's Vineyard, but they're like really funky and kind of like twisted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're a little bit more surrealist, I would say. Yes. Um, They are, yeah, they're gorgeous. They're cool. And I Those love- I thought were cool. And I also thought in the page before, these are some things I love because there is just an overwhelming sense of I'm like, this house is crazy in a storage village. But she has this cranberry stemware. Oh, in the insane full cranberry <laughs> dining room the, with the, the insane the like deep red curtains and like everything's red. 
Now, I'm not trying to have a full cranberry dining room, but I think notes of cranberry. Well, I love how every room is monochromatic for her because she was like, well, it's just simply too crazy to have all these. She's like, I don't understand. She really doesn't like like maximalist style or like, you know, whatever. Like, I feel like most modern sounds very eclectic and different colors. And she's like, I don't know where to look. You've got pink pillows and yellow books. No, everything needs to be the same color. And then you start to notice the different shades of damask. Yeah, no, she's all, it's Rana shades of vanilla because that's a huge thing with the wood. And she's always like searching for wood to be shades like one below another. What's cool about Barbara Streisand is she like, which I want to start doing, like she plans her tours around where she wants to go shopping. Yeah. She was like, I did a five-city European tour because I wanted to like go to an antique shop in Czechoslovakia. <laughs> and you're like, well, of course, when you're like that insanely rich, she's like, and then we went to the south of France because I had to go here. And I mean, let that be a lesson, you know what I mean? If that's what you care about. Well, you should plan all trips around what you actually care about, you know? Absolutely. Celebrity Book Club. Hey, club kids. <laughs> this week in the VIP lounge, yeah, we're talking 9 million restaurants, why lesbians are now horny for gay guys, and going to meet the breeds at Javits Center. And now people are just in Zazzle merch of their breed. Like, it's being like, don't talk to me until, like, my Pekingese has had their... Coffee. Ciao. <laughs> Just like if it's if it's not a Siberian Lakshmi, I'm not coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go to patreon.com slash CBC the pod to hear the whole damn thing. Darling. My, my passion, passion for, segments. for segments. What does she eat? What does she wear? And how does how she, does she live? live? Oh, I think we know how she lives. We know how <laughs> she lives. Let's get into what she eats because we haven't talked about this. So she doesn't cook except for two things which is so i love the type of person who's like oh darling i don't cook but i make the most amazing hoisin spare ribs (laughs) (laughs) well like all boomers she loves pan asian um i mean they sounded good she's like it's just so easy hoisin molasses brown sugar water (laughs) <laughs> and you're like, okay, but you can make nothing else. It's just like, that's such a random thing. I feel like, like I saw Drea post a similar recipe like on her Instagram, basically. So this is what you're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's hoisin, sugar, water, and then the fillets. And you're done. And you're done. You put it in the oven, done. So Renata makes all of her food. But so she does this. She's being so fresh tomato. And she goes, you, she's like, you haven't tasted a tomato until it's homegrown you just haven't she's like and renata we grow cauliflower and renata makes it into mashed potatoes and and sometimes i just walk into the kitchen renata gives me a a spoonful of quinoa and black beans (laughs) (laughs) renata's just spooning this quinoa into Barbara's mouth just mean like oh barbara i love you (laughs) i know and she's like they're being like "Mm, what is this and she's like Oh, is that from the cucumbers in the garden last week? Oh, my God, Renata, you did it again. Remind me, can you pick up um, this suede fabric? I actually have no idea what I want, but I need you to find it. (laughs) And, I mean, then she's entertaining. I mean, what she wears, Donna Karen. 
Donna. 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 Karen. Donna. S- they they both love you know a stretchy waistline, a black top. I mean, they're her sunglasses. The best photos in this book. What's cool is also in the beginning of the book, you there's like a fold out poster which I kind of want to tear out and. Find. Oh my god! Of the house. Yeah, that's like two sided. It's a full double. It's like it's like a centerfold, you know, in Playboy, but it's a double centerfold, and it's the house at night. And you can see the beam work. Yeah. And you almost kind of forget when you're deep in the book, and you're like, this house is so dark, this is, house is so dark, but the painting on the outside of the house is white. Well, this is the main house, not... Right, not the, the mill. Barn, not, the barn, not the mill and the barn. Um, this Does is how she a bit actually lives in. At the end. <laughs> the house she actually lives in, which is, like, so much more normal. And it's I mean, like, it's still being kind of White House, but... It's less White House and more just like French country. Like, yeah. it's not even it's not even Nancy Meyer at all. It's just like a million. Well, but million there's still frames. a lot of weird old candlesticks and stuff. Tons of frame photos, like velvet frames. She of also her will husband. say what's not Nancy Meyer's about her, and is is that she likes a tall, thin candle, like an old candelabra candle, and not she does not yes. have big, fat, like you know, modern candles. No, she's she's stemware. She's not stemless. She's big candle. Absolutely. But don't you think Seth Rogen sent her one of his candles from like Home Goods? And oh, she... because they have like a fun relationship. Because they, 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 they have a like mov- a Jewish thing. They did a movie about like going to going on a road trip in Israel <laughs> together. Right. Okay. <laughs> and he's like a stoner, and she's like a bossy Jewish mom. Right. And they're like playing each other. Yeah, and she yeah. probably like hid it away in one of her many like antique rooms, store rooms. Definitely, or like regifted it to like Renata's nephew. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and she's like writing Seth in one of her like many federal writing rooms, being like, "Oh, <laughs> oh Seth, <laughs> I adored the candle. <laughs> <laughs> we thank you so much for your gift, and we do hope to see you at the federal ball next winter." <laughs> You must come over. I will make my spare ribs. <laughs> <laughs> Wasting spare ribs at the federal ball. Um, who are in the book? I'm so... This is when I realized I was Barbara. I knew the dolls and the hunt and the antique. <laughs> but I was like, I'm not... And for a second, I was like, oh, but I'm so not obsessed with like fucking old ass America. And then I was like, wait, I'm literally obsessed with presidents. Clinton stuff. And she gets to this... George Washington paintings she had remade and then she had a chair made out of a fabric that matched George Washington's coat in the painting. Yeah. And I was like, I roll. And then I realized last week I bought, <laughs> I bought a t-shirt that um, is Mount Rushmore as bikers <laughs> all drinking beer. Okay, and then you took that and you had you recovered an ottoman. Well, I was just like, fabric. I'm buying, I'm also <laughs> buying like George Washington like paraphernalia. Yeah. So. I mean, I think, you know, what she does is she's always like really consciously trying to make these connections between things she buys and then like the rooms she's designing and she's having everything just like custom match each other. Um, and that's something you could be doing more of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could take a risk and be a little more custom matching. Because you're being a little bit like, I mean, you finally got that new dresser on um, Instagram that we're all really excited about. <laughs> yeah, we're not sort of sponsored by Kayo, but now we are. 
And I don't know if that was so you hunting in the Loire Valley, but like you did find it. I was I was hunting. But sure. yeah, it's like now I think that you could maybe be going to your tailor and being like, I'd love for you to make me a pair of stockings that matches <laughs> yes. this dresser. <laughs> to just have a little bit more synchronicity and harmony in the room. Um, and I think in the ways you're, you are Barbara is like, you are so, in the way that this recommendation you just gave to me, I feel like if you were designing a house, like you would be like, mm, no, I want that beam thinner. Yeah. When she said that, I was like, I'm sorry, but she's right. Yeah. You were like, the beam does need to be like, you can't have a hugely wide beam and a thin beam. You'd be like, no, let's get these beams to match and get back to me when they do. I'll be in the Loire Valley. I think I aspire to be more Barbara. And this is what I, I want to be even more. You know, everyone, when they come over to my house, they always say, oh, it's so it's so nice. It's so cute. It's so clean. You know, little little kind of small words. They describe my home with small words. But I want people to gasp. I want them to gasp. But and that's the search because Barbara wants people to gasp at the beams, but no one is but her. Right. But they don't know they're gasping at the beams. And they might not gasp if the beams didn't match. Possibly. And that's what keeps you up at night. Oh my god, I, I cannot sleep. My, <laughs> Literally, my you're beam like, somnia. No one <laughs> gasped at my beams. <laughs> okay, I give this book absolutely like ten George Washington like matching chair to coat um, chairs out of ten. Um, no note. Literally, no notes. No, absolutely no notes. I give this 10 Art Nouveau bronzes out of 10, 10 Vienna Secession pewter bowls out of 10, and of course, 10 Tiffany lamps. I will say Tiffany lamps always make me think of Applebee's, and it's hard for me not to associate <laughs> the two. Because, oh, because Applebee's, do they have like hanging faux? They because have those hanging faux like lamps above the tables, and it's the same like color, you know, the, the reds and the greens yeah. and the ambers. Well, and, like... Barbara got, ri- she sold all of her Tiffany lamps, and she regrets it. She says multiple times in the book, so. <laughs> a lot of regret in this book. <laughs> a lot of regret. You think it's just a coffee table book, and like, oh, ha ha, Barbara and she's fabulous you open up this book it's an american tragedy yeah <laughs> and it's about the violence of non-rounded coffee tables it's about the <laughs> yes. misogyny of a difficult woman <laughs> it's about desire and second marriages um and growing up with plastic furniture and that's why you don't have orange koi in your pond <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because the orange simply would clash with the red house Oh, wait, when she goes, it's very Talmudic to question everything. <laughs> Which is so Yentl. I mean, that's what Yentl is all about. Wait, have you seen Yentl? No, I know. I literally said yesterday I need to watch Yentl. So it's I've just yet. been watching it. Um, it is insane. It's about her being, it's very like, you know, Joan of Arc. She dresses as a boy and it's very, she cuts her hair and like puts on glasses right. and everyone's just like, you're a boy. Um, and so it's like, she wants to like study the Talmud and like be this like rabbinical rock star. Um, and her dad dies, so she just, like, pretends to be boy, and, like, all the other just, like, laddish young rabbis in training are, like, joshing her, and it's 1902, and they're in eastern Poland, and they're all just, like, frolicking and being random, and she's just like, oh, God, oh, no, they're gonna find out I'm a woman! Um, but she's (laughs) so good at the Torah. (laughs) You're like, damn, you're good at the Torah. And it's, like, a musical randomly. 
I know. I feel like that line about so Talmudic me was like her only reference to Judaism because this whole book is so waspy. We need another episode for that. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's waspy. The aesthetic, obviously, with all of the like 1800s and the 1700s, like this this colonial and the arts and crafts stuff and the shaker design. It's the desire for waspiness from. That's incredibly East Coast too, though, you know. Yeah. It's like just because she isn't being so like white couches and double island and like so Nancy Myers or like so obviously brunch, it doesn't mean that it's not. I wasn't saying <laughs> culturally Jewish. No, it's culturally Jewish. I'm saying, but it's about the desire to for like waspiness and like you know old yes. time Christian America. Yes, old a simpler time. time, another time. Um, okay, Club Kids. Woo! Another one. This was a really thrilling book. Um, you got this for like seven dollars on like thriftbooks.com or thriftbooks.com, right? yeah, because if you're gonna Google it, because all of you are, you're gonna want it, and you're gonna see fifty dollars, okay, on probably Amazon.com. And you're gonna get spooked. And you're gonna get and you're gonna be like, oh, these podcasters shelling out fifty dollars. And yeah. it's no, literally thriftbooks.com. I got it for six. So uh, it's a great stocking stuffer. <laughs> yep. You're huge ass stocking. Um, yeah, make sure you have the space for this book. It's like weighs 300 pounds. Um, but it's worth every penny. Uh, all right. We'll see you next week, Club Kids. Okay, bass. Bass. Celebrity Book Club is presented by Prologue Projects. The show is produced by Benjamin Frisch, with editorial support from Leon Nafok, Andrew Parsons, Arlene Revelo, and Madeline Kaplan. Our production manager is Persia Verlin. Original theme song by Stephen Phillips Horst. Artwork by Teddy Blanks at Chips NY. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CBC The Pod. Subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Leave us a review and don't forget to tell your friends. Well, about us. And don't forget to go to patreon.com for access to the VIP Lounge, our exclusive bonus podcast. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings for the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today. 
by visiting musicgives.org. <laughs>